everyone, welcome to Charm City Music Podcast number nine. And with us today, we are going to have an awesome band, Palm Trees in Moscow, who will be playing a show, a free show that is, at Fishhead Cantina on September 27th. That's right, it is free. There will also be an open mic night, so bring your acoustic guitar. If you want to play some music, song, sing, and be a part of the night, bring your guitar. Uh, sign up for the open mic by 7 p.m., and then get to sit back and listen to Palm Trees in Moscow play their music at the end of the set. Uh, but we had a lot of fun on this podcast. I want to thank the guys for coming out. Uh, we also had a special co-host, Nick Ellison, uh, from The Streams and Dirty Shame. Enjoy. For the ladies. Very well. You look marvelous. <laughs> you look marvelous. And that's, that show at Fishhead just sold out. from Charm City Music Cast, and we're here with a very special guest today, Palm Trees in Moscow, who will be playing a show at Fishhead Cantina on September 27th, an acoustic open mic night. So if you have an acoustic guitar and you want to come play, go ahead, but this band will be on set. Uh, it's free, no cover. Sign up for anybody who wants to do the open mic. It's from 6.30 to 7, and it's all ages nine and after nine well after nine's 21 and up right okay but yeah come on out after you've had a long shitty day at work and listen to this band i believe you're gonna love their music and we're gonna do an interview with them and have a lot of fun and do a story time after that interview yes story yes. Time? yes yes thank you i need a story time after that and before we start i'm gonna go around the table and introduce our co-host and guests hi i'm nick ellison i work with uh, balmer sound management as an independent contractor and i also am the rhythm guitar player for a band called dirty shame playing fullerton pub where we're recording here sunday night um one of the things that i came across through a couple friends of mine was palm trees in moscow and asked them to do a show and then um i've had a lot of plans that i'm working with right now with the open mic one thing for a certain is trying to get people into this podcast because chris gannon is one of the best entertainments to you know be around seriously looking for the story time because i fucking need that today um <laughs> and then on top of that i'm working to actually start having bands be audio engineered so they can kind of create a live album and they'll be working with the sound guy and whoever they want to work with as an audio 
And one of the bands that I really wanted to get involved in it is Palm Trees of Moscow. And I believe when you hear their music, you'll know why I want to, like, you know, get this band involved in this because they're fucking excellent, in my opinion. But anyways, let's go around the table. You said we're to start here? Yep. All right. So I'm just going to check your levels as you talk, though. So if you see me go like this, it means talk up. All right. I'm Dane. I play drums and I do backup vocals in Palm Trees in Moscow. Hello, I'm Miguel. I play bass for Palm Trees in Moscow. Hey, I'm Chris. Uh, I sing and play guitar for Palm Trees in Moscow. All right, so you guys have this show coming up. It's on the 27th, right? Correct, sir. Okay, how excited are you for it? Very. All right. It's going to be fucking fantastic, man. You guys should have a good crowd. Where was the last place you played? Is it uh, a soundstage? No. Hold on a second. I think... Was, the last was it place that? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> we played at we played at Fishhead Cantina. Oh yeah, we heard of Main oh, Street. Street. Wow, jeez, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> so, and how long has the core group of the band been together? Uh, Dane and I. I Since met Dane. 2012. Yeah. Oh, Chris wow. And I met? Yeah. yeah. So you guys aren't virgins, like you're. No, not at all. You're coming <laughs> in hard, like you know, you know oh, how yeah. to do the foreplay beforehand and and get the crowd yeah. going, and you've worked together for a while. Absolutely. Years of foreplay. So is it okay? So I've got an EP in my hand right now, an album, and it is Savage Convenience. Is this your first EP together as a band, or do you guys have? Have you had other EPs prior? Because I know on uh, what is it? Not SoundCloud, but uh, Spotify. This is what you guys have up there. Have you guys done other stuff too? And this is just the first one that made it up, or? Yeah, we did one in 2012. Those the first four songs. Dane and I, we just did it ourselves uh, before we had a solid bass player. And uh, we're still pretty proud of it, but we feel like we've grown like exponentially right. since then. So this is the one that we're mercilessly shoving down people's throats. So before we go any further, who are the other members of the band that may or may not be here? Oh, this is it. This uh, is it. It's Miguel. It's our most stable uh, relationship bass player. <laughs> All right. So it's who's been well who? Who kind of formed the band out of you three? Uh, I I met Dane, and I just wrote a bunch of songs, and uh, he likes similar stuff, and we like drinking, drink, being drinking buddies, and. Uh, Hooked him up some free drinks at the bar I worked at, and, uh, yeah. How long did you know Dean? Uh, only, like, a couple of weeks we, before we started was, playing. It was actually a magical story. Um, <laughs> that, see, that's what I want to hear. I want to hear know, the magic of this story. Um, just destiny. It started out as a one-night stand, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, just a few weeks. Destiny <laughs> might be real, people. You know, Heard that Believe before. in your dreams. <laughs> you know, it, I think, uh, you know, when I met Chris, you know, we were both at a point in our lives where we just got out of, you know, um, kind of, Borderline toxic kind of relationships you know, bands or bands. Band relationships. You know what I mean? Where it was just like, you know, the ambition of the people we were working with wasn't quite where we were. They weren't you know taking I mean? it seriously. Yeah, so, you know, I happened to be uh, at the bar he worked at one day. You know, I got off work early. I was meeting my weed guy, and uh, it was <laughs> taking a little longer. What was his name? Let's advertise for <laughs> <for> him. <laughs> Get him some business. Uh, what was his name again? Oh, man. Uh, he was a big Philly fan. He was from Philly. Dude from Philly. Anyway, so, you know, uh, I'm up at the bar, and, you know, I'm just waiting for this guy. I grab a drink, you know. Chris happened to be the bartender, and he's like, hey, man, you look like a musician. I'm like, oh. You're damn right I'm a Are musician. you profiling me? You know what I mean? Like, well, you know. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> you know. So, you know. Bought me the same he pegged me guy. for a drummer, you know. And I was like, dude, I'm looking for somebody to jam with. And literally with, within, what, like probably a week, yep. he was over at my house. We were jamming. And, you know, it was like. Boom. You guys clicked, disconnected. Man, it yeah. was great. And it was, we, I think, what both of us were looking for at that time in our lives, you know. We became friends as we uh, 
developed our sound together, That's and now right. it's, be- it's becoming more and more effortless. You know. So did you guys in that first jam session? Did you do covers or did you? Did no, you- he uh, gave me a sample of you know stuff he had recorded himself you know prior and he's like i've got our next 10 years planned out already (laughs) (laughs) at least the next four (laughs) i checked it out you know i listened to it and you know i i put my own twist on you know what i heard and and like i said it just clicked man uh how long was that first practice session god man it was probably like three hours at least for sure so you guys were having fun get to know each other absolutely but you were working with your own material and of course combined your thoughts and ideas and came up with what we have on Spotify today and this this disc that's in front of me. Absolutely. So I have a question. When did you steal the bass player from Old Easter? (laughs) (laughs) uh, We were happy to. You can... uh... Oh, did you give Nick a reach around or how's that? <laughs> oh, it was different. He's bass. bigger than me. I'm actually not even a, a bass player, technically. I, st- I played a lead guitar. What? You're not? No, I'm just kidding. No, I lied on my resume. And that's how Palm Trees in <laughs> Moscow broke up. <laughs> that's why background checks Some are important. Like <laughs> should have checked that, man. That's why you don't get people off grinder. No. <laughs> well, how did you how did you go from how did you go from bass to I mean lead guitar to bass then? I've always um played I play uh, classical guitar as well, and that's very um oriented. Fucking and difficult as shit. <laughs> exactly. So you play flamenco? Exactly. Oh, I do. Fuck. It's my thing. Yeah, fuck that, man. <laughs> it's fun as shit. And it's, I, way more. I, I, it's probably fun, but how long did it take you to learn that? It's actually easier to learn than uh, classical guitar, and it's way more fun because then you get to bang on the guitar, too. So, <laughs> and, it's, and it builds up your right hand because, you know, you got to do a lot of right hand exercises it's to get that built right, A lot of right yeah, hand. My right a lot of my hand. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. His right hand is this strong. This is seven years of me <laughs> built up right here. All right, so I had prior right hand buildup from, <laughs> yeah. from other extracurricular activities. Yeah. So it was, a, it was an easy enough transfer to, to base. <laughs> and uh, what bass can I ask? Do you use right now? I use what bass do I use? Tane? <laughs> it's an Ibanez that my buddy used to play bass with me, but gave it up. It's a black I Ibanez. It, I think it's like a. <laughs> That's just what it's called. <laughs> right, that one. And That's then you the, got the, the um, beige uh, wooden thing mm-hmm. I thought was a Fender, and I tried to sell it years ago, and I was so sad. humiliated <laughs> yeah. when the guy was like, "Where's the serial number?" And I was like, "I don't know." And he just peeled off a Fender sticker, and Give I was this, like, this "I'm not sure." This filed off base that he gave me. Like, like, I can't even take it to the like, airport. I would have given you 70 bucks, man. I'm like, ah, yeah. Do you, all right, so when you transfer the base, do you use a pick? Only on a couple songs. Only on a couple songs? Some songs like uh, Don't, which are a little heavier and edgier, and they have that metal gallop that they want in the breakdown, so then I'll, I'll use a pick for that. And on uh, Torch, I'll use a ba- I'll use a pick just to get a little extra attack. A little extra, okay. But for other songs, no, it's all fingers. So do you want to stick fingers. mostly to your fingers, or are you trying to get yourself to that point where you can be the flamenco of a fucking bass player? <laughs> trying to work it in, trying to give some flamenco breakdowns into right. it, but, you know, it's always better to finger it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, you got to finger. You got to get it, you know. Finger yeah. those strings the right way. It's what she wants. That's warm what it up. You got to warm her up. Uh, you're going to use the pick. You always use just the tip also. That's, <laughs> that normally sounds better. So, Okay. <laughs> So, you guys, how did you find him? Like, what's the magical story behind that? I don't know. I think he hit me up a long time ago, and we were in a kind of a shuffle. Through Craigslist. Yeah. Oh, that was a Craigslist. Oh, no, we up. established it was Grinder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, my bad. Oh, no. Oh, Craigslist I mean, I was, was used that account, for other buddy. things than, you know. 
casual was was he like was he, like did he insert an ad from you guys or was it he had <laughs> no. not up for himself have, like it's yeah. weird because like i feel like me and him talked a long time ago but we kind of don't we think we did but we don't remember but him and dave was a lot of drinking that night yeah i, ima- I imagine because it's probably like hey i'm kind of married to this band right now but <laughs> you know i'm looking to get out and explore and <laughs> it's like, i'll leave the back it door was unlocked. Had, um, band experience. i'll leave the base <laughs> i'll leave the amps warmed up and the back door uh, unlocked no, him and dave have a lot of mutual friends though an ethical well. non monogamous band relationship that's <laughs> right i knew uh troisi we had a mutual friend yeah um and, uh, one of, well i guess my friend started dating his friend and then <laughs> we became friends oh and okay now we're all right. celebrating Funny, the first time i met him he was uh Ace Ventura, That's Pet right. Detective. And it was a, <laughs> a fucking <Halloween>. fantastic costume, <laughs> I must say. Halloween party, I was probably talking out of my ass. Oh, you gotta come oh, to some of our cosplay events then. We do cosplay do. events. <laughs> I was gonna say, I love, this looks like when my room was decorated from eighth grade up until two weeks ago. That's what I was Dave going for. That's what I was going for with the studio. I like I have the, Dark Knight, I the Dark Knight Strikes Again right in front of me. It's one of my favorites, Frank Miller's. That? Happy to be your next hot thing, well, buddy. he's not the only one from a bunch of bands. This guy, what, what was it, four bands you told me? earlier yeah so how many bands have you been in all right so when i was 15 i was in a band called squirrel master i did not name them uh i was a guitar player i got kicked out because i ever thought i sucked but 15 years later who's laughing now no i'm just kidding uh and then i was in a heavy, uh, new metal band called desensitized which i just played seven string guitar it wasn't really my thing but the guys were cool so we rocked out pretty hard uh it's that new metal era then me and my really good friend steve nelson whose band Shallow Deep actually just played at uh, Fish Cantina. One of my best friends in the world. Uh, I play guitar with him in Shallow Deep. Shout out. And then I decided I want to do my Nick own thing. Book them. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got, you I know. talk about myself in a third person. And then I played some uh, with some random bands here and there, and I decided if anyone's going to crash this bus, it may as well be me. So I started singing and playing guitar and taking more action and... Glad I found some good kindred spirits to uh, do it with. Now, who who write who does all the writing for the band, the lyrics? I, I write all. I, well, I write most of the lyrics. Uh, Dane wrote the lyrics to Torch, okay. and uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm the I'm the lyricist. Now, you do you bartend? You still bartend? Oh yeah. I think I you and I. I yeah. And down in Towson? Oh, uh, in, in South Baltimore. In South Baltimore? Yeah. I'm pr- now I'm, like, I'm looking at you, I recognize you, so I've definitely seen you out and about before. Every, I'm there every day except Tuesday and Friday, man. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the EP that you guys, ha- guys have, Savage and Convenience, okay? What I kind of want to do is we'll start, we'll start over with you. Talk about right. your favorite song to play off of it. And we're just going to kind of go down the line there. And then what I want to do is kind of get into three songs and talk about what they are about. Absolutely. So take your stage. What, what's your right. favorite song to play? I think for me off the album, it, it, it's between torch and don't, but ah, I gotta, don't do, <laughs> oh, I gotta go with don't baby. I mean, when it's one of those songs where, um, it just clicked, man. Right. When we started writing it, like, he, he showed me this riff, and we just, like, started playing, and we came up with, like, kind of the, you know, the intro, and we were like, all right, we know we want this to be the chorus also, but, I mean, it, it just flowed out of us, like, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? And it was kind of the first song, I think, besides, I think, Seconds, that we wrote for this EP. So, I mean, and, you know... 
You remember what we were calling it before? We're calling it Carpenter Psycho because we were drinking and you're like saying like, oh, it sounds like a like a heavy metal like, or like a hard rock like horror movie riff like. Nah, 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 nah. So like yeah, you were all like John like Carpenter fucking, Psycho. Um, so we have all these scribblings of like working titles for songs, and that's yeah. Wow, I, I totally forgot the. So the, the original title for that. Actually. The original name to that song was Carpenter Carpenter Psycho. We just write like like working titles, silly shit, just to remember what we're talking about. You yeah. know. And then yeah. he was like, "No, don't, <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> That's a brilliant name." <laughs> no, but for me, man, that's just hands hands down. I think like the one I love playing the most. And I mean, you know, our fans love that song. Right. I'm not saying that's the only song they love, but I mean, only play that song. Everyone gets nuts. Great reaction, you know, and uh, I just think it kind of embodies what our what we're going for, almost. You know what I mean? Like uh, we don't like want to pigeonhole ourselves into one sound. You know what I mean? So I think that's encompassed on on this EP for sure. But uh, don't is my favorite to play live, man. No. I don't want to go too it. much into this, but the new stuff you're working on, is yeah. it definitely graduating from what the CP is to something bigger? Absolutely. Yes. I mean, we're, we're adding more uh, dynamics, you know, more parts. I mean, we're just being... You're growing as a band. Yeah, we're being more conscious of what... Knowing what we're good at, spending more time right, on you it. Know, right. Knowing what you know, song length, you know... Adding a bass player. <laughs> and having a bass player. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you two are like a few notes over the years. Why do I get you two like huh. jamming out together for a while? You know, we I have. know what it is. Something's yeah. missing. It was hard to find. It was hard <laughs> to find. It was like Spinal Tap, dude. Like we played with a lot of good people and we love them all. Lots of good friends, but we hard sure, to find yeah. someone who really uh is committed and just and also clicks with like clicks with the rest of the band. Yeah, and you know? This guy we're he's so he's a professional. We're taken aback by the level of professionalism in a, in a good way sometimes you know most so, of the time so miguel when you when you first got together with them and of course they have songs established and they're like well these are these are the songs you're learning them which one did did you connect with the most which one did you were you excited to play um surprisingly not i have to say best by far okay. that was one that i really clicked with right off the bat uh, it was it was simple, but it had a nice melody to it. It's fun to play, right? And it uh, it gave me a lot of room to to add my own stuff to it without stepping on what was already greatly established. Right. And how did you establish that? Because I know it's always weird when you're going into a band and you're the new guy, mm-hmm. and you've got two people that pretty much put something together, and you're like, well, wait a second, I've got this idea. Like, I think this would sound good. Like, how did you go about saying, I think we should, you know, let me try this here. <laughs> Well, it was. Apparently, you have to. It's tricky. You have to be very. You have to be very diplomatic when you're coming in as the new guys, the band. I have. And I was coming in on a new instrument too, so I had to come in on my own stuff. But these guys were great. Uh, as far as the bass playing goes, they gave me a lot of room to do my own thing. Right. And really spread my wings as I got familiar and find my way around. See, that's good, because a lot of bands, they already have the idea of, you know, when they're that established and have music in place, they already have, like, their idea of what they want. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like they were open to when you said, hey, let me play with this and do this here. They were totally cool with it. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's awesome. Because you would not, like, all the bands, like, I've interviewed and talked to, whenever there's a new member, like, there's sometimes there can be a little bit of friction. And it's not bad, like, people are trying to stab each other, but it's always, like... We disagree well, on stuff. 
but you know, we, there's been a couple stabbings. We, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. luckily, we, uh, you I'm know, a field surgeon. I, I got, <laughs> we, no I, I celebrate, we're all good at different things and like all our styles. Like we just know, know when to tell each other to bring it back a little bit or to broaden it a little bit, you know? So right. we just, uh, focus on the song and the result and, uh, we all work really well together. So for you, what is your, your favorite song to sing? Um, mine, honestly, as well, like, I love Don't, like Dan was saying, people love that song, but by far, because I feel like that's the first song. People love by far, don't get me wrong. Right. I, I wrote that song. It's and a like, great song. Uh, like, I talk about, like, my influences, but I love, like, The Replacements and, like, almost like a um, blue collar, like, everyday slice of life, like the lyrics are. I kind of wrote about an amalgam of different women I've known in my life who are going through, be- just people in general are going through rough times, you know, and, not, and getting dealt a shitty hand. And I feel like a lot of people respond to that. It's kind of like a sensitive guy song, disguise, disguise behind distorted guitar. You know what? But that's what that's what people need because we're you know. talking about a Thursday night that you guys are going to be playing. People nine to five, like that's going to be the kind of music they relate to. Yeah. So for somebody to come out and hear you guys play, don't they could totally connect with it? And luckily through this podcast, they're going to get a chance to like hear it and sample it, and hopefully come out and be like, yeah, wow, I connect with this. And they can yeah. see it for free. Right on. For free. Yeah, for free. They don't have to pay a dime. Yeah. And we're playing full band and live $2 electric. Yeah, $2 Avos. $2 we're playing Daddy balls Bose. to the wall distortion, so. Get ready. So don't. Why don't we talk about some of the lyrics in that song? Sure. And, like, what it, what it's about, what it means to you. We don't have to go too deep. Like, sure. Like, just the tip. Or you can go all the way in. <laughs> balls, we don't even have to get it wet focus. first. We can just go and dry. What, however you want to do this. Spit on it, though. Oh, let me, uh. <laughs> Spit on it. Come on, be a gentleman about it. All right, so. He's like, I need to drink. (laughs) I need to let my feels out. So basically, (laughs) whenever I write lyrics for a while, I would just write stuff, kind of abstract stuff, and then I would be like, oh, that song's about this. And I kind of wrote a song about something without realizing that I was doing it. And I was going through, like, uh, kind of a not a great time in my life. Not the worst, but not great. And I kind of decided I want to make the song about, like like, a twisted, like, almost like noir like love affair like people just like just like like a three-way like disgusting toxic love triangle and i just kind of like embellished on my own my own life my own little drama of uh, dirty love triangle. yeah my own little like minor dramas the in my devil's life devil's triangle and would I, you say I, I, I was just a all tw- i heard was three-way and no yeah no. about that that's all i heard i won't yeah i'm not gonna write songs about that because i want to get uh, get anyone in trouble no i'm just kidding but uh <laughs> His name's not Machine Gun. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I decided, I was like, you know, just being my typical uh, sensitive uh, Pisces self, I just blew my own problems way out of proportion, and I wrote some lyrics I'm pretty proud of. And pretty, I uh, think we all have to say our, our signs now. That song is just yeah, like I a... I was literally about to do that. I was yeah. Pisces. I'm March 8th. Yeah. Aquarius. Scorpio. Ooh. Oh, you're right. You're See? Scor- See, compa- so he's the match. one that's going to write the song about the three-way. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Yeah, yeah I just uh, wanted to write like a, uh, like, a, like a twisted love tale, and uh, people love it. I'm very happy. It came out really nice. I love it. Yeah. Ganon, what are you? I love playing that I'm song, an Aries. Yeah, you're an Aries? That's why we lead off with it. That's weird. I'm a Capricorn. I'm an Aries, and my ex-wife's a whore. Oh, <laughs> that's a new star sign. Which I, 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 I don't want to see. Uh, I don't want to see what the formation of those stars looks like. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, you do. My, my ex-wife is uh, McDonald's. That's her sign. So, but. while you were writing that song, okay, like, like you said, you went through, like, you were going through a lot of emotions at that point. 
And looking at the other songs, like, is that the one that you feel like, like, looking back at that time, like, you feel like, shit, this was fucking real. This is what I was going through. And perhaps maybe, like, with, with that being one of the crowd favorites, do you relate that to that? Because people can relate to it so much. Because let's be honest. People have, like, horrible fucking relationships. Yeah. Girls and guys are shitty. That's something everybody can relate to, you know? Yeah. Do you feel like, like that's why that song's so special? For sure. And I think people just, even if they can't understand what I'm saying sometimes in a loud, noisy environment, they feel the animosity and just the release and anger. And uh, it's cool, like, playing, like, a slower song before that. And uh, then that song is just, like, spitting vile. It, not vile spitting bile with a b but you know what i mean vile that's vile. A, that's the most angry vile. song we have <laughs> so yeah sometimes when we play it i love the playing the chords and the beat and but sometimes the lyrics i'm like damn i was really upset but uh come a long way and i'm so, very happy i mean people do love that song yeah yeah but i'm happy for every experience i've had because it's a fun uh, one to sure. play yeah I mean, now how has the music and the songwriting process changed because you originally wrote a lot and then brought him in and then collaborated and then miguel came like, all three of you are here now, so this is a different experience with the new material that you're working on. Can you talk a little bit about that? It's still, I just Absolutely. I do the basis, the lyrics and melody, and then, uh, you know, the, Miguel adds some stuff, you know, uh, suggestions, uh, you know, s- sometimes change a chord for this or do this, and uh, we work with that. So basically, game. you bring it to the table, and then they're like, that's where the idea is, like the brainstorming. Like, he brings a yeah, skeleton. Yeah, usually he'll bring guys. a skeleton, you know, he'll have a melody, he'll have, you know, a... Uh, uh, chord structure, you know what I mean. He wants for, for a certain part. Sometimes he has, you know, just one, you know, part for like, let's say a chorus or maybe a right. verse, or just how he wants to intro a song. But you know, I love the fact that he comes, you know, to the table with something that's like more to work with than just, hey, I have this like riff. It's it, whenever he comes, he comes with, you know, a full sounds something like a full I can work with because you know I don't always respond rhythmically to what he's playing on guitar sometimes i respond rhythmically to what he's doing with his vocals right you know what i mean so um you know he'll bring something to the table and you know um we get in the lab you know get in the lab we call it. it's the Texas lab you know lab. what i mean mm-hmm. the laboratory you know More like a meth lab frankenstein's lab or you know sometimes with a meth and lab. sometimes we work really hard we get that blue product and we might not always agree as we're making it, but we get that blue well, product. Some people need to stop putting chili powder in it. <laughs> well, hey, we got a great chemistry going here, and you know we're really like, like the newer stuff we're working on now, which I feel like we're we'll cultivating wait till a 2019 sound. for. A sound. But yeah. we're really like tuning into like what we want to do, what right. sound we really want. Who we are, to what we're good into, at. You know what I mean. Yeah. Do you feel like, okay, so here's a question. Like, do you feel like listening to this EP, uh, Savage Convenience, is it going to be that much of a graduation and difference from our first EP? Right, from, or, the, new, from oh, the new stuff. Absolutely. So, Without a doubt. So you guys definitely, you feel like, like... There are steps you can see from our first EP to this, right? to what we're working on now. I mean... We're proud and we love what we're doing, but we always want to, like, I feel like I'm saying this for all of us, that we want to be innovative. Like, right. we don't want to be pigeonholed into one mm-hmm. sound. Like, we want to diversify all the influences that influence everything that we do on everything we create. 
You know what I mean? You want to experiment, but you don't want a radio head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure, you know. So, I mean, uh, what do you mean? Pigeonhole by Radiohead? No, 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 no. We were talking about them growing as a band. Sound. Like, no, 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 no. how far do they want to go? How is... How, all right, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, Radiohead, what, I'm like, Radiohead... Well, you know what I'm saying. Like, you have you have oh. some bands that, that they'll put out CDs for two or three years, and then that fourth CD comes out, and it's like, what the fuck? I mean, like, this is like Kid a space Rock, opera. Had, like, rap... <laughs> Hip-hop, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, hip-hop. Hip-hop. What the fuck? That's the sound we've been... That's the sound. <laughs> no, what the fuck? Well, that's what that... Exactly that's what it's like Pinochle. Like. I've never heard of that. Like, <laughs> There's like, a lot of music so genres I could go on. You mean like the country know, plus rap equals crap genre? Hip-hop is basically like the way... Yeah, I'm changing my name to Chris Clayton Grisgrisby. What's the ball? Kind of like he had... He had the bang, the bang. Oh, yeah, but he also had the cowboy song, too. I got you. Yeah, I got you. That's considered... Here's what I call... You know how there's like college rock? We're community college rock. I love that. Like, I just want to be like 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 dumb REM. Dumb, louder our replacement CRM. Tech school. I feel like back when there were CD no, stores and record and tape traders, they should have God, community says, college rock. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fucking yeah. awesome. But yeah, that's fucking I'm tag, way I'm better than way more tag tag than than that community college, college rock. rock. Okay. I fucking love that. For price. Deep. <laughs> I love that. I fucking I gotta work full time to pay for this full time exactly shit. come on man so we're going to talk about some of the other songs more but before we do I want to know where you guys came from like what the first songs you learned on your instruments like when you first sang when you first sang great question um, you let me know I want to know your origin story all about you it all started in 19 the details of 86. my life are inconsequential <laughs> it all started in 86 my parents decided to you know Get frisky. Mm. Boom. There I was. <laughs> so, you know, uh, right around five, my pops, guitar player, loves music. You know, he had, like, kind of a brother's band growing up. But, you know, never panned out for him. And uh, he kind of made it a priority in my life at a young age to... Like, I'm going to live my life like, through you. Vicariously. <laughs> and he still does a little bit, and I'm cool with that. Well, I love but, that. um... You know, he got me on guitar lessons when I was, uh, you know, five years old. Young as fuck. And it was basic shit, you know what I mean? I did it for about a year, you know. Financial reasons, you know, couldn't right. continue the stuff. And then, you know, you know, years went by, you know, I still... He always played, and there's always, you know, guitars around me, pianos, you know, people singing, dancing. I'm getting the sense you were you like, know. Dad, I have to do math homework. He's like, fuck that, go play your guitar. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's uh, not going to get you any, anywhere in life. Anyone who knows me knows... I was not about math homework. I was about, I might be back tonight. I don't know. Even when I was a, a kid, I was a little bit of a pain in the ass. But, uh, you know, really? eventually. <laughs> the rest of the band looks shocked. <laughs> shot it, pain in the ass. No, uh, you know, eventually I got into, you know, percussion. And I always, you know, they, you know, tell the typical stories. Oh, you were always beating on pans when you were a fucking three-year-old. <laughs> That's because daddy beat me. <laughs> No, he didn't beat me. <laughs> Not until I was in high school. <laughs> Not until but, uh, I was in high school. Was, yeah. Tori didn't feel bad about it. <laughs> Just kidding. So what Not was really. the first song you learned? Like, when was that oh, like, man, holy fuck, you know, I did this? What was on it? On drums, the first song I learned? Man, that's a good question. 
like real song, not like you know, like one of the ones they teach you in like band class where you're like the clarinet. Oh, I just my my, my drum teacher was Igor Grigoriev. Was that really his fucking name? Yeah, Igor. Gregorio. Did he speak awesome. in Russian to you? He spoke Russian every now and then. When so when I, he got mad, he's like, well, he's like, you didn't fucking practice. That's the Moscow and, palm trees you know. in Moscow. <laughs> We're getting to that. We're getting you know. to that. Don't spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyhow, God, I, I gotta say, probably, uh, probably a fucking Metallica song or something like that. I really. You don't even remember. No, I don't remember. You don't um, like have that moment where you're like, holy shit, I just no, played cause, that. Like, because when I started, I wasn't. Draw, I'm 31. I'm older than you, and I remember the first song I played. So let's let's stick around. Come on, come on. I'll get back to that. He got uh, to come back class. I mean, I started playing uh, when I was probably uh, 12 years old with uh, like a youth group church band. So the probably first. Well, I mean, I, I don't s- want to talk bad about I, that. I started Honestly, out. Like, I started out with kind of like learning church you know. hippie stuff. So like that was one of my first things. And like one thing I could say from church music. As they really teach in notes. So there's one thing you probably learned with church is that you, know, you can kind of tell when a note needs to be somewhere, right? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I could, it's not amazing, Grace. I mean, you also I'm learned like, that he's going to fucking hell. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, man, I got a room reserved, baby. How, how I didn't did you go to church to learn that. Don't feel bad, you know. And then you bury How did you learn to play your instrument? Oh, I met Jesus. Jesus helped me, and then I met. The devil, and the devil showed me rock music. He's a way better teacher. But you know, it had honestly the first song. Devil came down. It could have been Zeppelin. It it could have been Metallica. It could have been you know Jimmy. um, Jimmy Buffett. I finally found someone to jam with. Mm -hmm. Like we were playing, you know, when I was coming up, you know, in the early part of the 21st century. There was like you know. System of a Down, Incubus, right. so all that shit, you know. When I found somebody to play with back then, probably, like, the first song we played, I think, was probably some fucking Green Day song. But the first song I really liked playing with somebody else, not playing along with the CD right. with my stereo, was Toxicity by System of a oh Down. Oh, my God. That song was nice. the first time I was playing with a buddy of mine. And it makes like, so much Dude, sense. I, I mean know. that as a compliment. That's a, yeah. I was, like, mm-hmm. we both awesome were like, Dude, this is I love it. Yeah. fun to play. It's it's easy, but it's not like Green Day easy. You know what I mean? It's in 6 Have eight. you guys ever thought about covering that? Because your face is all lit up when that song Absolutely came not. Up. We, No way. We, the, we do like covers. Yeah, there's someone that can hit those high notes. It's really <laughs> <laughs> It's actually more of an low register, actually. No, the toxic. But, the you know, for me, like, yeah, but then he goes, like, all the, like, talks. getting into the old punk stuff, you know, that I... Like, know, how old? Like, no effects? Pennywise? Lagwagon? Bad Brains. Or, who would Say that again? Uh, bad Brains. Okay. You know, uh, Black Flag. I feel like everybody, like, Minor goes through threat. their little punk their little punk phase where they're like, Crass, fuck the man. You know? yeah, but that was all after <laughs> that was all after these initial things I encountered when I was you know, a fucking kid you know when right. I'm a kid I'm not gonna be especially growing up and what I had to fucking deal with was, was just like I don't want to offend the Christians again but <laughs> sorry you're really good uh, at that right now offensive I'm a Christian I'm not offended I mean I speak for all Christians <laughs> I have I'm agnostic there could be a God but you know, the the environment Satanist. I grew up with was very, <laughs> you know, it was toxic to me. But I learned a lot, and I I draw from that. I don't say, you know, 
I like literally feel like every time I'm on a podcast, God comes up some way, shape, or form. Like, <laughs> I don't know if it's Benny since story. he went I'm back sorry. to Christianity and he's like going to church all the time or whatever. But look, man, we had a deal. I sleep in on Sundays. <laughs> See, that's the real reason behind this podcast. I bring you guys in and I yeah, try I was... to convert you to Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. All right. So, That's Miguel, Miguel, how about you? When did you start, and, and what song did you first learn how to play? What band? All right. So, my, uh, is it my music? What instrument did I start on? Or yes. So, um, technically, I started on the cello. Wow. In wow. Like, in third grade, because you got to leave class, and I was like, later, bitches, and you just He's got like, to play an yeah, instrument. Yeah, fuck this. I get to go play with music. Now, for guitar, is interesting. My... My old man, he uh, Eduardo, used to always try to force me to play guitar. That was crazy. He had like this crazy idea, and he signed me up at this bluegrass area. Right. And it did not stick. Not at all. And you were you're just like fuck bluegrass. No, I wanted to learn like Offspring and Corn. And you try to tell like one of those people like I want to learn Corn. Like what the fuck is Corn? Dude, <laughs> Offspring will always be one of my favorite bands. Let me tell you why. Before they were popular, I went through hell to get one of their T-shirts. Oh yeah, yeah, and. I used to wear it around school and got my ass kicked for wearing it. And they're like, fuck the offspring. Yeah. Do-do-do. And then a year later, they're playing Every, Bad Habit And on then MTV everyone has the fucking same t-shirt. Oh, and yeah. you know what? One album by them that people do not know about that's fucking awesome is Ignition. 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 Mm-hmm. High yeah, five. Yeah. You knew it. But Session. nobody knows about that. Yeah. Session. I remember, like... Whenever I went to the mall with my parents, that's when I would like like find all the import CDs and the stuff you couldn't because I grew up in a small town, so there's right. no, you know, you couldn't find the early Green Day or early Offspring in the Walmart or record whatever. and tape trader was good for him. God, I miss it. Sometimes Best that Buy would stuff. get weird shit in. Circuit you know? City was the truth back in the day, <laughs> dude. I tried all sorts of Offspring. I didn't get a chance to play them until way later. So you 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 really like the Offspring? So mm-hmm. you you. Like I know you probably when you started playing guitar, you're like, oh my god, I want to learn some Offspring songs. But you didn't, you didn't get to play any Offspring. No, it was uh, much later. I was about when I was 15. I started reading Tab by then, and the first, and that's when uh, I was over at a friend's house, and she uh, turned me on to Tablatures Online. Right. And that's, I've played guitar pretty much every day since then. Oh my god. Since I was 15. And then I think the yes, they had Hypnotized by System of a Down. Oh my god. That intro on one string. Mm-hmm. And I just saw it and I played it and I it just never looked back. So what was the first song where you stepped back and you played it and you're like, "Holy shit, Hypnotized I'm, by Hypnotized? System." Hypnotized. Hypnotized. Oh I saw my that. God. And I think it was after that it was Dead Bodies Everywhere by Corn. Oh yeah. I, you know that. what? It's like this is all your podcast, <laughs> but I wish I wish like the audience that's listening to this right now could see the way these guys eyes the and faces are lighting <laughs> yeah. up while they talk about this. My eyes are dying because I realize how fucking old I am when he says, <laughs> "Oh yeah, I remember back when I was a little tyke playing system of down hypnotized." Like Jesus, I was in college. I was dropping out of college at this point. When did hypnotized come out? 2005. Oh, it was November. 20- I was still in college. He knows the day and the listen. November 25th, 2005. He knows the fucking date of yeah, when. That's that- when I took a break. So it was like December. Yeah, it was like December 7th. It was like the week after. I graduated. I, uh, oh my god. That was my break time. I had it because I had like no, a, a printed it out, so I could always look at it. So I had the date on there. Too. So with your dad, like. 
pushing you, like, his idea, of course, was bluegrass. When you no, actually, he was, like, all about flamenco in Spanish from South America. Oh, what? Okay. Oh, yeah, you're from Uruguay, right? I'm from here. He's from Uruguay. So when he heard the type of music you were playing, was he, like, what What was his reaction? He is not into System of a Down or hard rock or metal. I don't know how your dad's not into System of a Down if he likes flamenco, but wait a minute. Right. dad is a flamenco guitar player. and no. He oh. is a guitar player who, um, he's a very rudimentary guitar player. Right. He likes, um, like Santana. Oh, I love Santana. Oh, oh yeah. Play Ma- yeah and well, of- I have a PRS. Yeah, Santana's yeah. awesome. And he also had a lot of, like, um, other bands, like, uh, the Gypsy Kings, Oli Mareños, a lot of good stuff, and a lot of great guitar playing, because you right. gotta imagine, all these hipsters are looking at, like, bronze steel or bluegrass guitars. It's only been around for, like, a hundred years. It's- but if you want to look at the nylon guitar, <laughs> shit, but like Spanish guitar and nylon, that's centuries of secrets that you can draw on there. So we just heard your accent come out a little bit. Why don't you, for the female listeners who might have crushes on guys in the band, why don't you, why don't you say something in your in your in your home language? Can you do something? Something dirty. Something dirty to the ladies. Something dirty. Yes. Well, I guess technically English is my home language, so... Well, but with your accent. With my accent. Because obviously you got that from your dad, that accent, right? Oh, yeah. I can do the accent. Just say something for the ladies. Very well. You look marvelous. (laughs) (laughs) You look marvelous. (laughs) And that show at Fishhead just sold out. (laughs) (laughs) Roll your your eyes, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Would you really like to come in with Ferreira? (laughs) (laughs) Rojas. Or Rojas. Oh, shit, I had something for this. I know a lot of dirty stuff. If I'm okay to say it, I could say a lot of dirty stuff in Spanish. Really? Lay it on me. Let me see if I can check it here. Uh-oh. Chupin' me pinga. Oh, no. <laughs> you really want me to Demasiado chiquito. <laughs> well, it's... It's poquito, actually. <laughs> well, hace muy frío. <laughs> So what's up, French fries with that? So when you got these guys, you, like, was there a sense in your head when you got with them and started playing with them, like, oh, this is home? Like, yeah, it was really, really easy to be around them. It's a good environment, really easy to chill. And it was really strange because I met them through friends, not even through other uh, musicians. So I had a very good comfort level when I started jamming with them. So I'm going to take a little shot at Nick Volk here. Mm-hmm. How much therapy did you need after being in a old Eastern? <laughs> I'm coming to learn about this. You don't have to answer that. Really, Nick's going to hear it and start cracking up when 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 he does. All right. Nick, Nick, no, Nick was funny. It was it was fun working with Nick. They did a really good uh, job, and they rolled with um with some of my songs. Yeah, the um. Like, I brought one of my songs in from the band, like, the first week that I was in there, and Nick was just, and all of them were ready to just run with it. Right. So they nice. were cool. Nice. We come to Chris. Finally, you guys talk about me. Yeah. Jeez. We come to Chris. Oh, like he doesn't After the break. Time. No. <laughs> Stay by. The, our local sponsor, Natty Bo, will be right with you. <laughs> so, Christopher. That's me. When did you start singing? Uh, like six years ago. Six years. <laughs> what? Yeah. So you, you were like, one day you woke up and were like, well, I'm already playing yeah. guitar and doing this. I just I'm always play guitar sing. and I just got tired of, uh, like I said before, I was like, look, I'm going to crash this bus. I want to be the captain. <laughs> but, uh, I've seen a lot of people crash buses and, uh, I'm, I, this bus ain't, this bus ain't crashing anytime soon. So, uh, I just had some really good support in my life. People told me, look, man, there's other people doing this. They, you know, you, you can do it too, you know? And, uh. Yeah. 
So, but like, you gloss over that so fucking much because you go on stage and you sing songs and you're like, yeah, I just started six years ago and one day I was like, fuck it, you know, I guess I need to do this. I just, uh... How did you find your voice? Like, you gotta, you gotta talk yeah. about that process and... I just, uh... I've known people before who would say stuff like, uh, you know, man, you gotta be realistic, like, you know, you're a good singer, but, you know, you know, Robert Plant or, you know, whoever, and I'd be like, well, look, man, I'm like, do you like Modest Mouse? They'd be like, yeah. It's like, do you think the guy from Modest Mouse could sing the national anthem? No, it would sound like shit. But you still like Modest Mouse, right? So <laughs> it's all about how you sell it and what you use what you got, you know? And I, right. I like bands like the guy. Jim Morrison. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Jim Morrison didn't want to be a singer. He, yeah. like, he came to, he came to Ray, uh, Ray Manzarek with these ideas, but he was like, you got to find another singer. Yeah. And he was just like, no, fuck it. He's like, you know the words. And he, he carries it. So he, he sells it. Songs. You know? He's like, I don't got time for this singing shit. I want to do heroin. I want to do into my heroin and acid time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I just love bands like, uh, you know, like Fugazi or Guided by Voices or their placements. They just believe in what they're doing and they sell it. And it's good. It sounds good, you know? And it gave me confidence. So were you nervous with her when you first started singing? Because yeah. it's, it's a lot different than playing an instrument, you know? I definitely was. Um... Like, I remember the first time I moved up here, I didn't know anyone. And I just went to the Phoenix in Ellicott City. Oh, I, I used to frequent there. Yeah, and I just did open mic, and I played a, a Smith song. I love that place. I love the Smiths. I played a Smith song. The uh, Phoenix in Ellicott City. Oh, a Smith which song? Smith song? Well, we, we cover as a band, How Soon Is Now, which you'll hear. Yeah, baby. Yeah. No way. We're saving it for a glamorous show. We're saving it for a glamorous show September 27th. We are. Um... But I played. All right, we're holding them to that. Yeah, we're holding them to that. Yeah. Miguel's like, oh fuck, how the hell am I gonna pull this off? Oh, I love the Smiths, man. No, we got it. Man. I didn't pay you for a Smith. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love the Smiths. You What's your favorite Smith song? You hear our Smiths. Oh, uh, my favorite <laughs> is. Um, it will stop me if, if you heard this one before. This charming. There's a light that never goes out. Yeah. I like. And I also oh, like a, the, the the boy with the thorn in his side. Noel Gallagher does an amazing cover. There's a light that never goes. Oh, out. Oh yeah. And then uh, my other favorite song by the Smiths, and you may know this, uh, Sing Me to Sleep. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. It's very depressing. Like, yeah. you're going to slit your wrists after you hear it. But it's like, if I, if I like, ever decide to do anything like that, I will play that song. I love them. Doing it. Um, the <laughs> we queen, all the queen the is song. dead. We'll, we'll do it, too, don't we, though? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not to get dark. I, 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 love, uh, I love the Smiths. It's part of life. But, yeah, anyway, I went up there. I was shaking so bad, like, I thought my guitar was going to... You know, because I didn't know anyone. You know? So we've got you you committed to doing doing some Smiths. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. We're doing a Pixie song, and we have a few others. I'm not going to. Yeah. That's my, another one of my favorites. Oh, my God. Dude, you need to just let them fucking play all night. Fuck this open mic I would like an hour, an hour and 25 minutes set would be, uh, maybe we work out now. But uh, why, why can't we do that? Like, seriously. Nah, I give other people chances. Plus, you know, if you really. Tell you what. We'll just have uh, coming from the Coming from the, the hour band. We're coming from the booking kind of manager of the streams. Five hours fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll do it. We've done almost eight hours one time, thanks to Brandon Z. fucking Rapisky. But at the same, <laughs> same fucking time, like five hours. Fuck you. You can't pay me enough. And all I'm giving them is a fifty dollar bar tab. <laughs> I just want to say, you could definitely pay me enough. There's bands listening to this right now that are like, oh, you could definitely pay me enough. Yeah. And it doesn't even need to be in cash. Yeah. <laughs> pay me in the no, bar it needs tabs. To be in gold. So, all right. So. Gold bullion. 
So you started gold. singing, but like I, like there had to be a point where you're like you found yourself in the scene because you didn't just start off, pick up the microphone, and like have that confidence. Like how long did it take for that confidence to come? Uh, I, I would say like a, a couple years, and I've only recently. I just try to look everyone in the eye now. Like it was really hard. That was the hardest part for me. I don't it's kind of like sex. Like you're afraid to look <laughs> in the eye at first. You're, you're like, supposed to do that. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't. You're not supposed to. Unfortunately, <laughs> I can't ask the whole entire audience to turn around. Which eye? Which eye? We're, we're not at that point yet. Like, only has yeah, one. which eye? It depends on which oh, way yeah. you're doing it. Yeah. Um, but Sorry, you, you should try that at the fish head show. <laughs> I will, I'm going to need everybody right to turn around <laughs> and close your eyes. Personal. Uh... Just wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> How soon is now? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so, all right. So, but you also write you also write the lyrics too. Yeah. To pretty much well, most of the songs. I mean, the band comes in. I'm sure you guys, in some way, like sometimes yeah, lyrics uh, change. Did Torch? Yeah. yeah. Lyrics for Torch. You know, yes. we, we really we collaborated on that. I do uh, want to circle awesome. back and talk to you about Torch because Uh-oh. I think it. No, but I think it's important when you have people that write different songs in bands to get that other person who writes also to be like, hey, this is what this is about. He just well, got I up. Lie, the I would lie on He Chris. showed me the lyrics, I would lie on and I was like, I got. I was like, well, I have this for it. And he was like, all right, cool. And, like, uh, that's our punk rock song. That's our I Love Who Screwed You song. You know what I mean? Like, right. that's our, like... Is it like our yellow submarine? So you you, you <laughs> play guitar also, right? Yeah. No, it's okay. our do it... Do, uh, why don't we do it in the road? Oh, that's, oh, okay. that's what it is. So, Chris, with you playing guitar, what was the first song you learned? And how did that, like, come about? Give me your origin story there. So my dad's best friend... Harry, but he great great man. He sold me an Epiphone Genesis. They were only made one year, 1980. This thing probably weighs more than I do now. This is the heaviest Holy guitar, shit. and it was like a, it looked like an SG, uh-huh. but it was so heavy. But anyway, I like wailed on it for like two years, and my dad was like, "You should like learn some chords or something." And I was like, "All right." And once I started doing that, once I learned other people's shit, is when I got good. And I remember right. the first song I like <laughs> learned and I was like proud of was "Yellow Leadbetter" by Pearl Jam. Nice. Who's one of my favorite bands of all time. Then I learned "Under the Bridge." I thought I was like real hot stuff. And then so I took a year of guitar lessons. This lady, her name was Carrie, was my guitar teacher, and I had kind of a crush on her. I was in like eighth grade, and my mom would like, <laughs> make fun of me. Let's talk about that more. Yeah, my mom would make fun <laughs> of me. I, my I don't stuff. think I knew. Yeah, What's up, guitar teacher. Yeah, but she, uh, she my mom would teaching? make fun of me. <laughs> yeah, she's still giving me lessons. Don't about her. But she, my, my mom would make fun of me like, oh, you're always she wearing all this really cologne, going to guitar practice. <laughs> but anyway, we were at pra- practice, and she was like, you didn't practice this week again, did you? I was like, no. She was like, all right, bring in like three songs you want to learn. Anyway, long story short it's 1998 sign of times uh guitar recital we i like played with her and sang and I, we did closing time mm. by semi-sonic <laughs> everyone's eyes at the and, my, and my mom and my parents were like their irony like oh my god you're singing a song about uh, taking drunks home from bars to get laid and like your guitar teacher you have a crush on and that's a very so <laughs> what this one hit wonder song but a very talented band whatever blah 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 that's my a boss. great song so but, uh, your new ep that's coming out i fucked my guitar teacher <laughs> like, that has nothing to do with her right <laughs> did she teach you hot for teacher by van halen <laughs> That would have been what? epic if he's like, yeah, my first song was Hot by Teacher. That she taught me. Teacher. Yeah. That's the name of this podcast. I fucked my guitar. Oh, no. <laughs> a poor lady. There's your country song. <laughs> She's going to show up at Fishhead on the 27th and just be like, fuck all of you. <laughs> I'm the reason why you're here right now. You didn't even send her son a birthday card. <laughs> It's like, no, she's a wonderful woman. I, luckily, I don't remember her last name, but 
Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a long time ago. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, all right, we need to cut that conversation right now because we're going to go down a rabbit hole and we're not at that part of the podcast yet. <laughs> oh, wait a second. So here's my, I have like, like, if, I don't know if the podcast has really picked up some of his like sadistic stuff he's been saying over here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're, over, you're over here talking about like the song to slit and he's just like, Everyone has that song that they want to do it to. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so here's You gotta the, be honest with right, yourself. So I'm gonna say an emotion and then you just tell me the first song that pops in your head. Ready? State your name one more time. State it again. Social security. Dane. Birthday, address. <laughs> January first. January first? No. Oh, okay. That's not important. Get the voice. Alright, right, so ready? Sad. Martha, my dear, at the Beatles. Creep by Radiohead. What emotion was it? Oh, sad. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's so many. First one that pops in your head. Sad. The Disappointed by XTC. Angry. War Machine. Nice. By Zale. Bodies by Drowning Pool. Nice. <laughs> Not for you, Pearl Jam. You really are a Pearl Jam fan. Do you not play Black? Oh, of course. You're welcome at any stage gig because I'm so tired of playing oh, Black. I will for sad. Pearl Jam all night. Because I'm so done, tired of playing with that song. All right. Ready? Music to fuck to. <laughs> oh. Um, He's like, Kanye it's a wet. Dillinger <laughs> Escape Plan song. I can't remember the title. Dillinger Escape Plan. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, you're getting it hard and fast. Uh, I've, I've opened up. I'm going to get my phone out. I'm letting the Cabernet breathe. Let's wow, put some uh, Dillinger some Escape Plan. Some weird time signatures on that one. Uh, got some caviar in the kitchen. Do you keep the rhythm the whole time on the time signatures, too? Because I'm not that impressive. <laughs> Probably uses a delay pedal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my turn. Music the fuck too. You said Dillinger. All right. Closer by Nine Inch Nails. Uh, oh come on. That that's well, you can't pass over that, that. That's like saying like that's like going to a band that's a cover band classic rock and saying hey play Freebird. That's like that's like the that's like the Freebird of sex songs. Um, fine. A live album. That way you get an applause every five minutes. Oh. <laughs> nice. That was a good one. Nice return. Uh, I, I like Portishead. Uh, you know Portishead? No. Uh, Depeche Mode. I like I like a lot of new wave stuff. I like electronic, ambient, ambient. Is ambient fuck music? Ambient fuck music. <laughs> so, he's giving it to him really hard. He's your casual lover with his fucking nine-inch nails over here. <laughs> hey, that's the only thing. And this dude's dropping acid. <laughs> I like to make love to And make minds. him believe you're a fucking cartoon. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, we're going into an hour now. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back. Uh, the song you guys are going to hear next is, let's see, which one are we going to play next? We're going to play Seconds next. So beautiful. we'll be back in a few seconds. Enjoy.
Welcome back to Charm City Music Cast, and we're here with Palm Trees in Moscow, who are playing a show at Fish Head Cantina, September 27th from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Now, the first part of that, Nick, is going to be an open mic, right? Yes, he said yes. <laughs> like the microphone's like, I'm deep throating the microphone right now, so everybody may not have heard that. But it's free, so you have a long fucking shitty day at work, your boss fucking hates you. You want to come out, hear some good music at the end of the night. They're gonna, they're gonna pleasure your ear holes. There's also a thing that we're doing. There's also a new thing that uh, I, I, I was told, like, to basically say is that um, besides when we headline a band, is that um, we're doing also uh, open mics now where we don't have headlining bands sometimes. So if you want to be a headlining band. It's like gonna be a little more difficult, but the biggest thing about doing the headlining band is that I'm working on getting the sound and audio engineering so you can have that live album type of thing created, like I said. Trying to get you in with the podcast with Chris Gannon because this beautiful creature here is amazing to be around. Majestic. I'm 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 Majestic. giving him a handy while I say that. But uh with the open mic nights that we do every Thursday at Fishhead, we're going to start doing ones like we have one coming up this Thursday um, where if whoever plays, we are going to get a crowd response from you. And it's not going to be a headlining band. We literally, you know, bring you on stage and we go ask the crowd how you like, you know, who's playing. And whoever gets the best crowd response gets a $25, like, cash, like, handed to them. And so it's a cash prize when you do it that way. And that $25 can be used to pay a hooker for a, a hand job or a blow job in the back parking lot, by the uh, way. Moral Park. I'm, I'm more Only than on $25, Chris Cat Gannon. <laughs> I guess some of us were born with silver spoons in our mouths around here. I mean, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we got, all right, we, we got we to gotta hold back a little bit. We got to reel it in. We're going to bring it from a 10 back down to a 5. We're going to talk a little bit more about the band and and you guys have a video coming out soon, right? Yes. Not not the one on Maybe. Pornhub, <laughs> but the music, one. the one you the can one actually get that music. one for free. <laughs> yes, that's what Pornhub does, and they yeah. specialize in it. Miguel shows you how to roll your R's. <laughs> we, do, <laughs> we, we do a bingo situation. Things. We put all we put all our old cell phones in a bag and shake them around. <laughs> and then someone, no, I'm just kidding. So that that music video coming out. What songs it too? So we recorded the song "Strange Medicine." Uh, with um, uh, uh, Ben Schlegel in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. He uh, recorded Chimera and Machine Gun Kelly and a few other bigger acts. But uh, we recorded this uh, single at the beginning of the summer. We've kind of been sitting on it. And uh, 
we had our friend Mark Perrier. He's an artist from Annapolis. Uh, he's putting together some footage. We opened for the band CKY, so he did some cool live footage of that. And uh, as soon as he's done putting it together, hint, hint, uh, it'll be out. So yeah, it'll be up. Without a few, wow. a few weeks. Drop that shit. Yeah. Few weeks from now, we'll do a proper uh, Facebook uh, boost, big promotion, say college radio, blah blah blah. Now, is this your first video as a band? Oh uh, no, I we have one for by far actually. First one I'm in. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed, yeah. yeah. It's, okay. <laughs> as a three of us, yeah. Three things yeah. you're aiming for to do college stuff with that, right? Yeah, I'm just getting out to as many markets as possible. Okay, so. Three people, Charles Cavusi, if you've never Oh, heard yeah. Of him. I mean, yeah. We, we played know a, Charles. Yeah. Yeah, we played a, a pop-up Cavusi. show with him down there in Annapolis. Pop-up shows are fucking where it's at. Yeah, Second thing great. is, have you ever heard of Sam Sessa? Absolutely. Once your video is done, if you do not have his email, contact me, and I will give you his, like, personal direct email. Yeah. So you can send it to him. And Sam Sessa works with, you know, Towson Radio, of course. And then also, I've done some recordings and stuff like that to help out Towson students with my bands. So I awesome. can literally email them your stuff and try to get you out there into the Towson as quickly as possible. Beautiful. But why? What made you want to do a music video? Is my question. I I just love uh, celluloid, the you know the art form. I'll, you know, um, we shot one for Strange Met or uh, by far, just uh, me and Dane because we have a bass player at the time. It was before Miguel. We just like set up around different locales in Baltimore that I thought looked cool, and I. Mess with the uh, lighting and stuff, and uh, to cobble something together, and maybe got it, some great. It's shots on Facebook, so YouTube. Bridge. Check it out. Nice, yeah. you know? Can I ask you why don't you guys redo that video the exact same way, <laughs> but add Miguel in? <laughs> I think that would be fucking crazy. Just be green man. We just have fun with all Miguel the other stuff in it. <laughs> on the Howard Street Bridge, blank face. <laughs> So another Just thing I love myself. about you guys, and you and I had a conversation about this before the podcast, is I've I've got your. EP in my hands. Isn't it considered an EP, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I love, like, a lot of bands, they'll have it, like, mass produced or they'll go the easy way. Like, this is, what's this? This is you at home (laughs) cutting out paper at night and taking the CD case, sliding it in. Like, it's, it's, I love it. There's a lot of effort that goes into it. Yeah. My hands definitely hurt after. I just thought, I didn't have a lot of money at the time. And, you know, I figured, uh, well, I'll just do, do it myself, you know. Well, but, but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but but here's here's my point. Like a lot of bands, yeah, yeah. Where is it? Where's it all going? <laughs> a lot of bands come in and they've got the the cardboard case that's saran wrapped. Like, yeah, like the money, CD yeah. I'm holding in my hands right now for people who aren't listening is it's actually a CD case. It's a jewel. Like, case. It's a jewel case. It's a jewel case. <laughs> it's so, a jewel. Like we should market the jewel case. Part like, of what I was special. Part market of what our I was jewels. Chris, valuable. Like, I can relate to this because back in the early 90s when CD burners came out, like, the bands I was playing with and singing with, I actually would burn I, our CDs. Early 90s? Yes. Like, I only got a CD burner, like, yeah. well, see, like 97. I man. was lucky. I worked 96, at, 97. I worked at Best Buy, so I got, like, oh, deep the discount. Nice. Well, I had the discount, so I had one before everybody else. Oh, shit. But yeah, I remember sir. doing the same thing. So, to me, holding this in my hand, it means a lot to me because... I've gone through the same thing, and I know that's how much you fucking care about this band and your music. You will sit there, and you will cut everything out perfectly to slide the sleeve in and, and get the, the you know side, what is that called, the binding. 
yeah. everything to be where it's at. And it's kind of a pain in the ass. It, it was horrible. And, the backbone. Uh, you know what the yes. hardest part about that was? Finding jewel cases, unless you order in bulk all, online. I, I literally, I went to Soundgarden. I bought like 50 used CDs for a dollar a piece. So long story short, I have like 30 Matthew Sweet CDs now. Um, <laughs> wow, you admitted that live the, on the, a podcast. The, hey, you know, <laughs> the Beautiful Girl soundtrack. Uh, the Crap soundtrack. soundtrack. Oh, shit. Uh, that's crash. The, the craft soundtrack is fucking yeah, good, man. Dude. They have How Soon Is Now on it. Yeah. Covered by Psychedelic Half Furs. on there, too. Psychedelic Furs, lead singers, uh, side project. Loves it. But anyway, thank you. Yeah. Uh, verbatim. The, you can, uh, I don't know if the company's still around, but verbatim, they actually like used to sell 50 pack of CDs, which was $20 yeah. back in the day. So today it would probably be like $4.99. And yeah, you get the fucking cases. I'll, 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 I'll put that in my notes. I'll yeah, verbatim. That. Verbatim. And they're not paying me for that plug, so fuck them. <laughs> All right, so we've got one, one like, last question for the band. Actually, I'm going to let Nick ask some more after me, but one last question for the band about the band. What the fuck? Palm trees in Moscow. Where did that come from? Chris? I, uh, and were there other band names that I you guys were kind of trying to decide on? I'm pretty just, sure it's going to be hilarious. What was it? All I said was... Chris? So, yeah. years, years ago when I wanted to start, I have my start ideas, a band, do my own thing, I just thought you need an awesome band name because a lot of them sound cliched and stuff. And I just came up with it one day. I, I felt like it was like the whole feeling of like rock and roll, like alienation. I'm different. It's kind of funny. And also it's in the P's. And I just imagine, I know C's won't exist by the time people hear this podcast. They don't, but, you know. <laughs> they did When people scroll through, the, when I would scroll through the P's, it was always like, you know, Pearl Jam and Tom Petty, Pantera, and like all these bands that I love were like in the S Primus. section. There we go. Bro. And it has yeah. the same, you know, Peter palm Gabriel. tree. I don't know. I just thought it was a cool name. I I trademarked that name and I came up with the name before I even wrote a song. You trademarked that shit? Oh, yeah. Oh, you fucking did it right, dude. Wow. I mean, just mm-hmm. in case anyone, what if someone stole it? I would, my heart would be broken, but they can't. But the so. problem is, even if somebody does steal it, then you gotta hire a lawyer, and it's like, oh yeah. fuck. But if you Google us, we're all that comes so up. We're good. If you oh, Google good. us, we're like first two pages is all. You know, us. You know when I was in there, college, I was like, I gotta befriend somebody who's studying law. Okay, <laughs> that's smart. like I'm gonna. Yeah, I, I need a lawyer. Gonna friend. need your help. <laughs> In the future. In the very, very <laughs> He was planning. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm going to fuck a lot you know, of shit up, and I need college, somebody to help me out. That's when you formulate allies. Sometimes like, that's right, how you know. studying medicine. If I get cancer, I'm going to look at you. So one more, one more thing. One more thing Thank before you, I lawyer. let Nick off the leash. The cover art and the design on the album. Where did that come from? So we recorded at Orion Studios, and um, I called the album... Savage convenience because I felt like it's a line in the song Wet Brain, but I felt like everything today is instant gratification. If people don't get what they want instantly, whether emotions or feelings of gratification or just convenience, like you can order any, literally anything. You get a a, a rhino delivered to your door if you have enough money. You know what I mean? It's just savage convenience. Everyone wants everything now, now, now. And uh, I saw that. I, I stopped to like clean out my car or something and I, I was early to record and I saw a broken TV on the side of the road and I just took a picture of it with all the circuit boards and just manipulated the picture a bunch of times and put our logo right. into it and uh, I just like having just our logo on the front of albums just you know so it's a uh, people know it's us immediately without even reading the name so and you, you know what that's the kind of stuff like you're being it's the stuff that puts you over the top like of course the music's great but the little stuff like the effort you put into making the CD that's what's going to propel you guys further. Thanks. So I got a question for you guys. I want a commitment. I'm going to put you guys on the spot right now. 
The show at Fishhead, you guys are going to have a merch table, right? Yeah. Will you guys agree to sign every CD that's bought? Yeah, of course. There yeah. we go. That's an easy request. There we go. Yep. Yeah, all right, I'm, I'm letting Nick off his leash. Get all ready, right. people. Then Here we're going to we go into story time after this. Awesome. So I'm not going to be too long with this because I want a cigarette, but <clears throat> I get to bury him. Give me that. <laughs> all right. So you guys ever notice I wear a hat for a reason? Any sure. of you WWF, WWE fans? You know no. who The Undertaker is? Yeah. Put yes. that hat on my head. Are you ready? All right. So let's talk about the television. Let's talk about this front label. Whose idea was this? Chris. Well, Chris. So Chris came up with the idea of this, and you were cool with this. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> and you were cool with this? I wasn't there. <laughs> Are you cool with it, though? Yeah. You cool with this? Don't play it safe. I like TV. You like TV? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So why the television? Just uh, everyone, that's the whole culture of, of the world in America is everyone with sc- their screens in their face, you know, the their phones, box. the screens. Conditioning. It's all, yeah. yeah it's, well, Einstein, I don't know if that quote's correct <coughs> about, like, you know, when, you know, electronics take over the world, we're all, you know, programmed, basically. And... If you Artificial actually read a book, and if you feel like reading the book, it's okay if you don't want to, about Mein Kampf, it actually pretty much states in a way that they were going towards television. All right, we're going to take the mic <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to read Mein Kampf. So it's like, this is the way we're going to program you to believe. Seriously, man, it's like, like art of the deal, except like worse. Yeah, no. so, but here's my question. So is the TV a metaphor then? For the what? TV's a metaphor me- for what? Just, uh, you know, just everyone wants screens in their face all the time. Everyone's looking outward, they should look it's inward. It's like an age inward. of distraction. There we go. There we go. Oh, see, I'm getting it out Does of it, you. Know? Mm-hmm. So it's inward. So it's basically like, you know, if I... Everything's happening around us, right? The world's happening around us. Everything in the world's evolved around us. Some people focus in on one thing, but we should focus on everything that's involved. So every single song. Yeah. One people see that, but they should be seeing all of that, right? Correct. There we go. So that's where I was getting. God like damn. It. Call me a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> no one said Nazi. I love everyone individually. There was individually. a member of the band. He was Jewish. Yeah. He's no longer here. Yeah. <laughs> that was the imaginary band that we talked about earlier. <laughs> My next question is, so everyone has their day jobs. I know yours because Nick Ellison wants to play there. Really, really yeah, badly. <laughs> tell sent you the business card. I know. Business I know. card, buddy. I know. I love you for that. What do you do, Miguel? I am an instructor at School of Rock. What? Oh. Do you know a guy named Michael Bomash? Bald guy, plays drums? No. Do you know what location he works at? Not sure. I work at uh, Gambrels in Annapolis. Gambrels in Annapolis. So what do you teach there? I teach drums, Guitar, bass, and sometimes harmonica. You work with Rob Bradley? God damn, he does a lot of shit. Is he the drummer? No, he's singer for uh, Thrill Killer. Uh, I don't think If you have not heard of Thrill Killer, I'm not allowed to say anything else that I'm about to say (laughs) right now because Brad Cox and Kevin Hawk will kill me. But if you don't know who Thrill Killer is, I know a very, very important show coming up for them that you should definitely check out coming up. Close to, it's somewhere between October 26th and October 28th. 
right. <laughs> Throw Killer's fucking amazing. They're really good. They do a lot of videos. They do a lot of music videos and shit like that. Like, fucking amazing band. So you, but you teach. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So you're basically a fucking utility hitter when it comes to bands. Like, yeah. if if he gets sick, can you can you drum? You just hell you just, yeah. You just need someone to sit there and I play do bass. I not think. I, I mean, I knew a couple <laughs> bass players. So. If he ever gets too sick to so, play, uh, like you could go into the drums. Uh, I could th- I could play even bass. Not for me. Anyway. Just tell me what the key is. Not what Dane does. I would just do like something like different. Like, not what he does. Well, no drummer's the same, really, in my opinion. All snowflakes. All snowflakes. Oh. <laughs> I didn't understand that. Back to Mike. Now you. Me. You. Me. You. 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 Me. What do you do? What do I do? What do you do? You know, I moonlight as a private eye. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know, uh, my day job's pretty boring. <laughs> so, you know, I had to get a thrill, you know, when I'm not at rehearsal, when I'm not, you know, managing at some retail warehouse shithole. I moonlight as a detective, you know, uh, you got to pay for a license technically. So that's why we call it moonlighting. Whoa. But, you know, you know, I don't stir the pot too much. (laughs) You know, lost dogs. Uh, Somebody stole my bike. Tell us us the last uh, PI investigation. Um, (laughs) It was actually, I closed the case, uh, it was that dead hooker, right? Ago. No, no, no. Not the dead hooker case. That's still open, Miguel. Sure. But, uh, right close the case. It's wide open like your legs. <laughs> yeah. That's two nights ago. That's dead serious, you know? Seriously, man, you got to get your this, clearance uh, right. Your boss is going to be on your ass if you don't get that shit taken care of. I got this case with this pug, you know? A pug? Tell us about this it. This pug, you know? It's, yeah. in, it's in Fed Hill, you know? Can't find this pug, you know? What's the pug do? <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it's part of a... Magicians like act or something, you know. It's part of a pug game. <laughs> part, I don't know. You pug know, life. The client's very elusive. <laughs> and, uh... Fuck yeah. It's a very life. ambiguous job, you know, but, uh... You know, it's just for fun, you know. I don't really make much money doing it, you know. How do your clients feel about you disclosing their, uh... Uh, you know, I didn't use any names, so I think I'm good. You know, I just said the pug of, uh... Fed Hill, so... Sure, you know, it's, it's all Pugsley from all from here. No, I mean... Didn't choose the Pug Life. No, we're good, we're good. Pug Life chose me. And I gotta, I gotta give Miguel so many Sorry. props for that, because he was the first one to say Pug Life. <laughs> you know, it is true. Thank you. All right, Chris. so I think we're, we're at the point where we're all ready to go into story time one now. Last. We're gonna... Well, you got one... Oh, Nick, one Nick has one last question left. You said, oh, you, said, you said one thing I did was I genius. Well, yeah. So oh, we're going to do a little exercise. It's true, too. You ready for the exercise? So fucking mm. true. Mm. Stretching. All right, you ready for the exercise? Sure. Go. So all I, all I want you to do is I'm going to name one of your songs. I'm going to name one of your songs. And we're going to see how many of they know of the lyrics. Can we do that? <laughs> That's it. That's that's really funny. It's gonna be great. That's great. I like it. Wait, these things have lyrics. (laughs) You pick a song. Pick any song off that album. Start an easy easy one. Just give me give me either any any single one of them. By far. But you can only name ten words. Like the other person has to pick up after that. All right, all right, all right. So you ready? 
Let's see how well you know each other. Pick your song and start it off. You get to start right, it off. So I, I say the first line. I say the first line. Yep. All right. Left left you alone with the kid. You got a small heart. Wait, that's by far. <laughs> that's. Do you, do you pass? Yeah, a pass. You pass. You got a drink. You got a drink though. You got a drink every time you pass. Fair enough. You pass. You got to drink it. Can I get the line again? <laughs> it's like quiz show. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, left you alone with a kid. You got a small heart. <laughs> what? No. Da, 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 da. I love star. it. It's a mumble. Life moves too fast. He doesn't have it. Jump out of the car. I, 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 All right, go to the next. Go to the next line. Go to the next line. No. They're not going to know any of them. Right, yeah, think. that's going to be fun. They're going to be fucked up and drunk by the night. Then. I wish I, I had a bottle of Jaeger. They are already there, my friend. <laughs> All right. Wait, he doesn't know. Okay. Oh, oh. Show them who you are, Miguel. Uh, Miguel just drank. He didn't even. They don't, they don't know. It's okay. Uh, yeah, that's just. Is that the one where we go to see? <laughs> Um. Uh, yes. No, I, I know. Yeah, it is. Which ones do you nailed it? All right. Which ones do I'm you know? That as a win. All right. Let's do right. a song you guys know. What song do you think you know the most <laughs> on that album that you could give me a lyrics from? You said you Don't wrote it. a song earlier, right? <laughs> <Sure>. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> yeah. So, he had the lyrics to one of these fucking songs, dude. What is the song? Did he write a lyric? Nobody had any suggestions for this at all. Did he say? We're just going to stand around here for an hour. Torch. Torch. Which song did you write? (laughs) This is the real question. Guess. Are you multiple choice? Is it don't? Seconds. (laughs) Or torch. Torch or How Soon Is Now by the Smiths. I wrote How Soon Is Now. I am human and I need to To be be loved. loved. Just like everybody else does. All right, we're just gonna go to story time. Yeah, I'm done, I'm done right. fucking. With I like, the, I like the idea though. Um, all right, everyone. So we're going to story time, and we picked up another guest for this very uh, special comedy portion of the podcast. Drum Say roll. hi. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> this is this is uh, D Nice. What's up? D Nice. D Nice. It's a stage name. All right, so we're going to go into our first story. And for those of you who are listening for the first time, this is story time, the comedy portion of the podcast. Everyone's just going to jump in, and I'm going to read a story off the internet, like a silly story. Mm-hmm. And you, the, the whole point of this is to have fucking fun and have a good time, okay? Make the listeners laugh. You laugh. The more fun we have, the more fun everyone who listens to this is going to have. I'm drunk, so I'm pretty sure you're going to have fun. D-Nice is drunk. This guy is so red right now. Uh, now. You can't see it. So the first, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the uh, title of the first story, and I'll let you guys make comments before I start reading it. Bring it. Uh, we actually used this on a previous podcast, but I think it's worthy of some conversation here. All right. Mm-hmm. Condoms are for one-time use only and should be properly disposed of after sex, obviously. That's the headline. What do you guys have to say about that? I... Uh, I want to start this off by saying, yeah, uh, fucking ditch the condom. You know, uh, it's kind of obvious. You use it, you ditch it. I mean, I'm going to go to my buddy. Hey, Chris. Hey, man. uh, (laughs) I've got like five condoms. I washed them out, man, in the dishwasher. 
They're yeah. clean. You but know, people why don't are, you people use like, them? Oh, oh bro, so I got laid last cool. night. It's like, prove it. It's like, all right, I still have my condom Here on. Here are my so, used like, right, that's magnums. Awesome. But, but people are actually fucking doing this. Like, this is the CDC. This is no. a message from Read the CDC. Me. Read from me. The CDC. Read me. From the CDC. Because people eat laundry detergent. Why not latex, right? It's all about being safe. But at what point in your life are you like, you know what? I need to save some fucking money. I got to cut some corners. I'm going to clean this thing out before I use it again. We've all been there, man. I've never been there. If if you're seriously not able to afford condoms, take your ass to any, like, I don't know. Free clinic. Free clinic. They're uh, all over the place. I mean, you can go to, like, Medmark Drug Treatment Centers. They had a cabin sitting on the fucking... I need the lambskin, dude. They don't give lambskin out. You you have a very good point. the free clinic. (laughs) But at the same time... I'm allergic to latex. But what if you're a well-endowed guy? Like, they don't have magnums. They don't they, have magnum uh, yeah. lambskin. Well, that's why. Said, that's Pet my Smart. problem. That's what I'm talking well, about. That's my problem. As he said, PetSmart, I mean, if, you know, if you're well endowed, either, I'm sure, so. you know, out in, like, Rising Sun Farm Country, they probably have condoms for horses. That's where it says vegan, <laughs> vegan condoms. Vegan <laughs> condoms. Got, have you ever uh, seen a horse stick? <laughs> <laughs> they don't make 10 gauge. a condom for that shit. It's like guitar <laughs> strings. The bigger gauges are like more expensive. Oh, fucking baseball bat. There is no human being with a baseball bat dick. <laughs> Thusly, there's. No I need horse condoms. Experiment. For fucking people, people are snorting baseball condoms. Is that, does that dick count? Condoms. Are they Tide pods and use? yeah, that. But see, there you go. I That's like a good question. That that snorting, I could see that. I could what see was that. that. Why the what? fuck are people snorting fucking condoms? They're snorting uh, Tide no, pods I, now. No, I've seen I've seen I've the seen, condom I, thing. I know the Tide pods. Yeah, like, they can do the condom. Yeah. Don't they yeah. snort it through snorting the nose? Like, and they pull it like out through the do mouth. Balloons. And then, like, yeah. I think clowns do it. Fucking kids. It's like a party trick. Okay. I wish there was video. I'm like mimicking. Like you know, back in my day. Like Mac, back it through my oh, nose and mouth. We're talking about Mar- you. You're saying you have a Maryland accent. That was the most Maryland accent I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, back in my day, I sounded Australian. But yeah. back in my day, like the way kids impressed each other in school was like, yeah, I didn't just fuck her. I did anal with her. And today they're like, well, fuck anal. that. I took a Tide Pod up my fucking nose and a condom. I just feel like water balloons are way cheaper. Is the thing. <laughs> but, 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 okay, so, mean, right, so let's, okay. we're going to go into the story. The CDC in prevention has issued a warning to sexually active Americans, which Whoops. is about 10% of the listeners on this podcast, yeah. <laughs> to stop washing and reusing condoms because, unbelievably, people do it. In a tweet, oh, they want to Twitter with this shit. Oh, fuck. You know Trump saw it. Oh, like linking, he needs it. Linking, I reuse my condoms. <laughs> linking to cut, con- we we share everything, including condoms. In a tweet linking to condom and STD facts, the statistics said, "Wow, statistics." The healthy agency wrote, "We say it because people do it. Don't wash and reuse your condoms. Use a fresh one after each sex act." Wait, each act. Each act, yes. Well, there's a lot of acts involved. I, love I mean, like, I so if I go say, from the vagina to the asshole, I got <laughs> do I got to change condom for that? Or, I mean, I love like, I'm not going, going back in the vagina afterwards, so she doesn't have to worry about the UTI, but you're telling me I got to change condoms after that? I just like how they say use a fresh one, like somebody's <laughs> out there green bagging this shit. Like, <laughs> well, come on. I got a Safeway bag. Day, but it's look cool. how long it's lasted in this green bag. It's like two weeks old, and I'm still Dude, using it. Dude, this is the bag I put my bread in. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely good. 
So in 2012, study published in the Journal of Sexual Health, co-author and University of Kentucky professor, professor Richard Crosby said researchers chronically underestimate how complicated condom use can be. How, how chronically did they test it? <laughs> after finding 1.4 to 3.3% of respondents had reused a condom at least twice, when does that ever fucking go through anybody's head? Like that, hey. I don't think it's their head that it's going through. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's really, going though. Right through the dick, man. Like, mm-hmm. there is no thought process. So, my question is are they like, you know, like, hey, they fuck a girl, they pull it off, hey, I'm going to save this for later, Let or they go to the next out. one? Let me put some tide in this. Like, well, no, no, it's not tide. What is it? Dawn? They're running Dawn? through pots and pans. Oh, yeah. Dawn. That's what you use on dishwasher. So, let me ask so you. So, you go to the sink. You get the Dawn out, and you just fill the fucking condom with Dawn soap. Hey, like, you fill well, it up, you right? have to make sure you new, put lube in the uh, thing of soap. Right? That way you can get Dawn. it done, right? You like have you to do fill it right. Fill the condom dick with soap. <laughs> so like, let me ask how you. How do you clean a condom? I want to talk about I want to find this out from the band, okay? okay. All right, we're going to go down the line here. Dale, you fucking sleep with a random, like, one-night one night stand. Yeah. You wake up. Her roommate is blank, any celebrity. And you've only got that condom you just used. What celebrity is it that you reuse that condom on? Sounds like Mimi Rogers is getting pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> or do you reuse that condom? Well, celebrity, life. I feel like you're better off just banging her, getting her pregnant, and then taking her to court. Well, and... yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow, know. we just went. Anything for the band. I made Nick Ellison you know? just, like, shoot his head back like, what the fuck? You know that's fucked up so when that hit happens. Me, hit me with the question again. Okay, so so you've, you you just meet up with a random chick Scarlett Johansson. Damn it. Well, you're not meeting That's up not with Scarlett. That's not random. You're not meeting up with Scarlett. You're meeting so up with her. So some random chick that looks You're meeting like up with her autistic little... Oh, wow. That was... Autistic. I'm going too deep there. Oh, that ends the Her story. ugly little sister. Oh, oh, <laughs> Violet Johansson. And then, and then you find out... You find out that her sister is Scarlett Johansson. Make sure you wear a helmet. Oh, I'm making sure he oh, doesn't edit this totally out. Shit. He said autistic. He said autistic. Good luck editing this. Okay. Always wear a helmet. A puzzle on her shirt. <laughs> How do we know? Seriously. So, okay. So you meet up with, like, some girl. You go upstairs tonight when we're leaving here, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'll take her home. I'll do it. You do it. All right. And then her sister comes in the bedroom. She's like, you guys were kind of loud in here, and she's passed out. She's like, you know, what are you, what are you doing? You want to hang out a little bit? What celebrity at that point, you've only got one condom, and you have to use a condom? So... There's the sister, and then her sister, who's her the sister celebrity. celebrity. Her, her sister, sister is Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Okay. Try to keep up. So do you reuse is... that condom, or are you just like... No. No, you fuck her, and you hope for the best, and hope she gets pregnant. And... Well, no, not that. God. Well, no. Because if she gets pregnant... But here's what are you thing. talking about? Well, fuck that, dude, because Scarlett Johansson... You realize how much money she makes? I don't care Let's talk about this from an accountant's perspective, okay? Okay. Are you an accountant? You, I, I, I kind, I was in stocks and bonds okay. for a while. I'm Dearborn certified, but <laughs> well, from a sugar baby's perspective, and I'll put it out there: what fucking what what actress she knocking up? Yeah, that's I mean, I a better it's question. Clear which actress I'm knocking up? I already said her name. All right, so Scarlett Johansson, Miguel. Yeah. Who do you if you if you have to knock up an actress? You don't. Have I don't want to knock her up though. Have, Why? I want to make that clear. That would be the best financial transaction you could ever make I don't in your entire that, life. Though. And you get a kid out of the deal. I don't. Want that. And, I don't you know, I don't honestly, want that. man, I don't, I don't even want the kid. Like, 
18 years. I don't want the money, and I definitely don't want the kids. Miguel, 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 let's hear Miguel. Honestly, man, I don't know if I'm ready for that kind of commitment. I I can't. In a way, we're supposed to use condoms. So do you turn turn her down, or are you reusing the condom? Fuck, I'm not turning her down. To make it clear, though, for for me, Dane, uh, I'm not reusing (laughs) any condoms, okay? Like we're above that here, you know. If but I'll fuck any, her and get her pregnant. Listen, no, man, no, waste no not. One. Girl, Johansson was like, "You're reusing this condom." All right, I'm out. I'm out. You're reusing that condom. <laughs> All right, Chris, what are you, you doing? You fucking clean her bathtub <laughs> and her. Uh, who who would I what? Who would it be? Who Hold would it be? On. What's I'm, that? I'm um, thinking about Scarjo. What's right that now? redheaded lady from Mad Men? Yeah, Christina Hendricks. Yeah, <laughs> Miguel was oh, like, yes. boom, right there on it. Dude, all right, who yeah. likes Kate Blanchett though? No, oh my fucking. She reminds me of like my angry. Like, I angry, would lick her asshole. Aunt. Oh wait, maybe. Uh, what about Salma Hayek from like once upon a time? Dude, that's like. All right, you want to talk I'm about Khaleesi first titties? all the way? I don't the know what her real name I is, but Amelia Clark. I'm Amelia Clark. Even in, even a uh, Terminator, uh, I'd lick her asshole. Are fucking great. Can we just talk about the obvious answer? Is Anna Kendrick, honestly. Because yeah. she's just like the who's on a she's just That's like what the, I'm saying. She's who the, girl the next fuck door? Describer, girl next door. Describer to us. Uh, perfect. Is that a win? No, no, no. <laughs> it is, <laughs> but like, describe oh. what? What are she's got blonde hair, brunette? What? Is yeah, she? yeah. Cup size. She's come on. Perfect hair. Brown eyes. She's got perfect eyes. What? What no, cup no, size no, no. are we talking? On, I mean, I don't really know because Brown I haven't seen her tits. But <laughs> Shoulders. You know. How do you know it's real? You never seen this girl? Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect. Oh, I hate that movie. Okay, oh, dude, no, the Cups girl. The Cups girl in How many Pitch Perfect, Pitch Perfect movies have they hilarious. made? They've made Is she? three. They made I bet she Rice Times. Wait, she plays oh, a squirrel girl? What? Marvel, oh, squirrel shit. I know who you're thing. talking about now. Okay, yes. All right. She's the, you gotta I would fuck the She's the girl that we all know that reference the wall. And she's a I'm seeing all sorts of beautiful art here. This Wolverine awesome. poster. I'm just saying. Is this no, you I'm not you're reusing very, no, any condoms was... on her. I'm, I'm doing the Whoa. Houdini slip where I use a condom and then I slide it off intermittent sex. <laughs> so and, you are and go bareback the rest of the time and then try to get her. Birthday. So you <laughs> save the condom though. Is that I what you're saying? As a memento. Throw the condom away. Just as a memento. No, I do save the condom. You're right. I do. Reuse or I frame it. They make great stocking don't stuffers. Frame it. Yeah, All right, we're going on to the next story. Next story. Ready for the headline? Woman shoots masturbating bicyclist trying to break into her southeast Houston home, police say. Now, was okay. he, first of all... Guy, uh, just fucking reread what you said. No, wait, was he masturbating or was he bicycling while His he was breaking stuck, into stuck, it? Stuck, okay. He sounds just, like a multitasking. Was something in the who basket? Who is she to assume that he's a bicyclist to begin with? I'm offended. I know, that I'm offended too. As a bicyclist, I'm offended. Wait, this yeah. is America. You can't, you can't just jerk off. Hey, you, look, you, Ma, you no hands on the handlebar. Jerking off on your paper. I can ride my bike with Trying to earn an honest bars. fucking living? <laughs> and this just happened August 7th. Women... Oh is there God. a better day for that to happen? <laughs> the hottest Man, day of the year. Uh, one month ago. Cranking it. All right, so one more time. The headline is, Woman shoots masturbating bicyclist. So she shoots him. Trying to break into her southeastern... So what, he did was, he shoot her first? He was, this man is talented. I think everyone overlooked the fact that he's riding a bicycle, <laughs> masturbating. Meanwhile, he's breaking into this woman's home. I don't, think he's, riding a bicycle. I don't think he's riding a bicycle this whole time. I think he just walks in and like, Seriously, was it a like, unicycle? Really, like, <laughs> that would be even better. Suits with a helmet on. He's like a fucking circus act right here. 
but he's really secretly right. a masturbator. What's the show with Simon Cowell with the fucking exes? X Factor? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. That motherfucker wins. You're masturbating, breaking into a house at the same time. The trifecta. Like, no, there's... No, I like, see the police. I, I was okay. no way. Was just working on his bike while he was masturbating. He's I like thought people were talented mm-hmm. with two fucking neck guitars. There's no fucking way I'm doing that shit. <laughs> All right, so here we go into the story. Just by the way, the whole first half of the podcast, we had zero clipping. I just looked down. Everything was fucking clipping for this. <laughs> a woman opened fire on a masturbating man trying to break into her southeast Houston home on Tuesday afternoon. Police said. Tuesday. The woman in her mm-hmm. 60s was taking Whoa. out her trash mm. at, at along the 6600 block of Cherrydale Drive around 5.15 p.m. Ooh, Cherry. When she spotted the man riding his bike, masturbating, according to Houston police. I want to Did she mention how big the cock was? No, she immediately started yelling at him. And what did she shoot him with? Because his cock was Was it a slingshot, a rifle, a bow and arrow? She yelled at him to stop the lewd act. I bet you he had a big dick. Mm-hmm. And then, well, here's the thing. So he's riding down. I he's bet he had a giant dick. You he, gotta have a big dick for that. No. There's no, There's no way some little dick motherfucker is riding his bike around. And you could break your chain like that. You could break your chain like that. Yeah. That's not bicycle code. Well, thumb and forefinger. The thing is, I'm I'm sitting there. I'm riding on my banana seat. (laughs) Back. I want to measure. Come on, I I I feel for this guy. Honestly, I don't even want to be the guy in the handlebars. Maybe he he was in. Oh, I can ride my bike with no handlebars. (laughs) Maybe he was in the wrong place at the right time. That's all I'm saying. You scoot back on your banana seat. I got. You're looking at it. You're like, wow, that's pretty long. I wonder how my dick fits on that thing. But did he really have a seat? Because I mean, he's sitting there masturbating. Is he getting it from behind, too? Did he yeah, remove the seat, you know? Like, 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 is he one-handed? I'm just saying, like, you know, a reach-around ain't too bad. Was it prostate simulation? Was it just prostate simulation? Not masturbation. So hold on. That was South Park. Hold on. So this... Oh, that's an old This song. fucking old lady. She I did sees think of South Park, too, when, I, when the, uh, the unicycle... That's the, the airport one. Sorry. You know what? Uh, the movie Burn After Reading... Or no, it's always sunny. Ripped that off of Burn After Reading, which oh, ripped yeah. that off of South Park, the dildo um, bicycle, um, bicycle no. exercise. Bike. I, you know what? I remember Burn After Reading. That came like out. Seen the long line of. Um, you know what? My favorite after. I don't sunny remember is that from that. when they go to the abortion clinic to pick up fucking women because they know if they get them pregnant, <laughs> oh, it's they're gonna so have more an abortion. <laughs> my favorite one is when they're uh, selling gasoline door to door. What? What's your guys? And also, oh, I like when um, that's my favorite. He's like, wait a minute, you use my credit card for what? Oh, he's filming these. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, oil, we're going to sell it. We're going to make money. Buyers, like, oh, my God, buy. that was awesome. I like, <laughs> also like when they film um, Mac and uh, Charlie's moms and turn into a sitcom. <laughs> they like put in canned laughter when they're trying to kill each other. It was pretty funny. What's no. your guys' favorite episode? Oh, no, my favorite. Though, definitely one where Dee's dating the rapper and they, they all know. Oh, that. dude, that was a classic. <laughs> That's a good band one, too. Because it's when they all try to do instruments <laughs> and shit. <laughs> Dayman, that was the first one with the Dayman. I think that, that was the unveiling of Dayman, too. Yes. I almost, I'm just saying. You guys Damn are always Sonny's fans. Oh, yeah. yeah. Come I on. Come on, dude. Guys, man. Oh. 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 All right. So can we, can we get that at the open mic? I'm just saying. Yeah, of course. All right. The other one I love is when they accidentally get hooked on drugs. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> on crack, yeah. 
Just, you got to wear a unitard, though. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, stop oh, it. Oh, God. All right, so here's here's how this rolls out. This guy's rolling down the street, fucking masturbating on his bicycle, and the old lady decides to fucking go out and be like, hey, stop that. Well, apparently to him, that was an invitation. He gets off the bike, he goes up to her front door, and then she fucking unloads a gun on him while he's standing there. Where now, who unloaded first? First, I, I'm betting he did not. Too. He did not beat that. Did like, she shoot him in draw. the dick? Quick draw. It doesn't. It doesn't say. What, um, did I he agree die? With the woman, he was about to unload. He didn't it first. die. He went to the hospital and he went to fucking uh, from blunt trauma this, jail. He was a, out a week later. Oh, that okay, hurts. This is a common. So this is a common hipster fantasy. A guy with a handlebar mustache on a silly bicycle on a handlebar is selling uh, organic uh, plant plantains door to door, and uh, sees this, this hot fucking milf, and that's that sounds like the story. G-Milf. Hi- hipster porn. Hipster porn. Yeah. Yeah, that's... We were into it before it was cool. vinyl was involved. He was just like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. Maybe. All right, we're gonna go to the next story. Mm -hmm. Drive-in sex boxes for prostitution built by taxpayers are a wild success. Where? In Switzerland. Savage convenience. Damn, Switzerland. Switzerland. (laughs) Obviously. I need to stop by my bank. They saw Czech doing it, and they were like, all right, Czech Republic knows what's up. So just take a page out of Switzerland's book. I feel like, like, when you go to Pornhub, like, half the girls oh, okay. are, are like, we talking about glory hole porn? No, 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 no. It's, it's... What is that? Like, out there, it's very, like, that's what the girls do. Like, well, yeah, like, there's, like, uh, you know, apartment buildings that are just, like... Yeah. They do it here, too, in Baltimore. You just gotta know the right place. <laughs> do they do it here right in Baltimore? Guy. Tell well, us more. You know the right places. Okay. All I know Tell is... Tell us more about that. Have you ever I'm had sure the sex box experience... Would love to hear that. In Amsterdam, by chance? Speaking to my, speaking to my badge. I'm please. speaking about Germany. Those boxes are expensive. Germany, <laughs> and probably pretty much everywhere. I thought it was a box. It was just Europe. a talk box for McDonald's. Prostitution's legal. I've been smoking a lot. Well, listen, guys. This is what the article says. Drive-in okay. movies may be a thing of the past, but mm. in Zurich, drive-ins are alive and well. Instead of seeing a movie, patrons in Switzerland, where prostitution has been legal since the 1940s, can receive services of sex workers. In 2012, 50% of the Zurich citizens voted in favor of the government setting aside $2 million to build drive-in structures, which are referred to as sex boxes in a discreet area. <laughs> wow. That's the best name they could come up with. So Four languages in Switzerland, and they couldn't said, come up with something on, better than sex box? sex box? Their advertising team uh, is really slack. Yes. Yes. It's my turn with the sex box, and her name what? is Sony. <laughs> you, said, <laughs> you said the people of Switzerland so, Arlene, you yes. that sex box? voted so, and to... To have this. And you know... So the people of that country voted for this. And 52% of them must have been men because well, that is what passed this bill. European country. Was it know? a sex box 360? I mean, the, the popular... Let's talk one. about that. Probably Europe. had a blow on it to get it's it to work. Let's not actually talk about that. Is it a PS sex box? Is it... A POS sex box? Are they are they are they in favor of the switch? Is it like a sex box switch? So you know, yes, yeah, they're very progressive. That's so very get interesting, this. though. Get this. That just shows the dichotomy from like American culture and to European and culture. European culture, where they're like culture. they use it as a part of their, uh, you know, it's as a part of their shit economy. That they're tourists. You man. know what I mean? Fifty percent of them. They're actually protecting the women. 
Well, here's the other thing. Choose to do that. The women by doing that. The women, when you go up to these sex boxes, it goes on in the article to say it's not like sex boxes. Sex boxes that work in the sex boxes. Yeah, they work in them. Now it's not like they have a sign up that's like fifty dollars. You can negotiate with them. Mm. So you could be like, oh, I think that's a little high for you. So you get this American in here though, this fucking pudgy little capitalism fuck. And they're like five hundred dollars right off the bat, and he's like, no. I can get that in Baltimore for like twenty dollars. <laughs> but no, 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 no. They they sell damn really exchange well rate. In, in but but seriously, at that point, like the people were behind it. Yeah, that's what <laughs> intrigues me. more yeah, ways than one. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, but, oh. That, about we that story, that's too. what intrigues <laughs> me is about the dichotomy between that society and our society here. In how, how, okay, how can funny we talk, is that? Uh, no. All I'm can saying is if someone City? in America said I'm opening City, up Nevada, a... Where, the, uh, where Bunny Ranch is, and that's legal I mean, we could talk about brothels. Mm. All I'm saying yeah, is if someone sat here up. and it's like, all right, I'm just going to open up like a Benji's drive-in, except for it's going to be fucking sex boxes. I'd be there every Benji's Genji. <laughs> I would be broken. That motherfucker would be like, that motherfucker would be beaten be down, like end, tied to a fucking railroad track and like ran over several fucking times to make sure they were dead. That's America. However, no. what, what country was this? Because, you know. Switzerland. We uh, Switzerland. go to the movie theaters hoping. I don't know if you guys are, like, pretty much married, but. They're guaranteeing they, You know what they should really try? <laughs> is they should get one of those places combined when they legalize marijuana. Then you can have, like, a smoke shop and a strip joint. Oh, a smoke sex box. It'd be called the Stoner Boner. Just be- oh, fucking Miguel. That was uh, fucking awesome. Okay, yes, yes, yes. We'll allow it. We'll I can't wait till weed's good. legalized good federally. One. I'm going to open up a restaurant with weed and food. It will never well, be Maryland. It is. Food. It's going to be called TGI But can days. you imagine going to a sex box on acid? <laughs> like you would think you're like a cartoon Dude, pulling that up. That would be bad. <laughs> All right, we're going on 30 minutes, so we're going to do one more story here. All right? And... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave part of the headline out because I want to go around the table and see the dollar amount it would take to do this, okay? So KFC will pay someone blank to name their baby after Colonel Sanders. So how much would, how, what would that dollar mark be for you? It would be very serious. It would be uh, the majority stake in the company. So seriously, you'd be, you'd be like, I want to yeah, be a shareholder. Absolutely. I would uh, have a child. With um, probably somebody they provided for me to have. Mrs. Sanders. <laughs> and uh, with Miss Sanders, Miss Sanders and I would uh, have this child, and, you know, I'd be fine with that. You know, as long as I had majority in the. Uh, so put it, put okay, So when, around, you, when you cash out, how much are you expecting? You know, at least, you know, a trillion dollars. A trillion dollars. Right. But realistically, I understand that that's what? not a. <laughs> That's not really a one trillion dollars. You know, at least like a hundred hundred billion dollars. He knows where I'm going. Just so I can, you know, pay off my student loans and stuff. All right, Miguel. All right, you're you're signing contracts. All right, you're gonna your child is gonna be the new Colonel Sanders. Like, what does it cost? Well, pending the results of the paternity test, (laughs) I will have to. Negotiate vigorously with what my rates will be. Obviously, that ought to be the basics to fund the raising of a child and my excessive profligate lifestyle. Which will, Sex boxes. <laughs> which 
Sex boxes and all the other irresponsible. So you're talking a hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars, one trillion dollars, one hundred trillion, one hundred billion dollars, and a side of their mac cheese and gravy. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking awesome! Whatever I want. It's pretty good. All right, Chris, what's your dollar point on that? My philosophy behind this is like Mel Gibson and Ransom. I'm not paying the ransom. The answer is no. KFC sucks. Oh. I would name my kid. What if it was Popeye's? Oh, Popeye? uh, definitely. What about Chick-fil-A? So you had what to name your son Popeye. Set a dollar point on that. But here's what I'll do. He'll go by his middle name like I do. Like my parents call me, but my first name is my father's name. <laughs> Obviously, my father's name is, means a lot more than a, a, a fictional cartoon character. But, uh, yeah, I would gladly I am name my I son. Am. Like, look, like uh, what, French Connection, uh, Popeye Doyle, you know, like Frank Popeye Doyle. I wonder if there's a Popeye Sanders out there. <laughs> He's probably like, so confused. We gotta sure look that up on He's Facebook. so confused and filled with anger. I'm looking that up on Facebook. Popeye. So Popeye Sanders, Sanders is so conflicted with his uh, decision on... There is! There's a fucking Popeye Wait, we Sanders. Gotta, get the we fuck out of here. There's we have a Popeye hit. Sanders. I'm looking at him right now. Holy fucking shit. What does right. he look like? All right. What is D-Nice. That's what We're I'm not going into that. D-Nice. D-Nice. How much money do either? We'll, we'll switch it up. Popeye. I have a follow-up Sanders. question to the question. Okay. Do I have to name them Colonel Sanders, or can I name them after a menu item? Let's go with the menu item. Because Dennis, double down, Raftery. Sounds <laughs> fucking amazing. And I would do that shit for free. <laughs> oh, fuck. That. <laughs> With the only caveat that I get free double downs every time I go through the drive-thru. I want that through the sex bot this app as well. You better fucking include a four. I want God a free double KFC. down on my sex bot every time. <laughs> every time you walk in there with your kid, you're like, yeah, boy, one day this will be all yours. They're like, who the fuck are you guys? They paid you $12,000 to change your kid's name. Everything the fry oh, grease touches. Hey, Everything the fry grease touches is yours, son. <laughs> you were close. It, we you see this land, boy? <laughs> you see this land, son? It's eleven thousand dollars. You were <laughs> off by one grand. That's a reasonable Whoa. amount of money. All right, Nick. Here you go. All Questions yours, on you. Oh, what? I name my kid after Sanders? No, fuck that shit. What about Popeye? No, I'd name my kid Royal Farms. <laughs> I knew that was Chicken box. I'm sorry. It'd be, it'd be the chicken box of Royal Farms, man. There's no fucking way Dude, I'm trading hey, Maryland. And when, you, when you fight, and the, when you and the lady fight in front of the kid, you'd be like, look, son, sometimes your mom can be a Hardy's breakfast, but she's a Royal Farms pain in the ass <laughs> at the end of the day, I'll tell you. No, I, can I do that backwards. No, I could be, I could be like, look, honey, there's only one type of royalty around here, and he owns a farm. <laughs> hey, hey, instead of mofo, you can call him Rofo. <laughs> All right, everyone, that's it for Charm City Music Podcast. Uh, Our guest tonight, Palm Trees in Moscow, can be seen at Fishhead Cantina on September 27th for fucking free. Why would you not go to a free show to hear these guys? You got to hear some of their music. You got to hear them have fun tonight. Starts at 7 p.m., and all you have to do is just fucking show up and have a good time. And if you're a musician, bring your acoustic, and you can play as well. And anybody has a sex box, bring that too, please. For those who fuck outside the box. And anybody who listens to this, please bring some Royal Farms, KFC, or Popeyes. Mainly Popeyes. If you're bringing Royal Farms, you better bring that chicken sandwich over here. All right, so this is Chris signing off from Charms and Musicast with co host. And y'all listen to Bill Shane. Peace, motherfuckers.
Yeah.